In your face. Well, the Tasmanian government has released its draft bill to ban conversion therapies, otherwise known as conversion practices. On the line, we have Rodney Croom from Equality Tasmania. Rodney, welcome back to the show. Hi, James. Thanks for having me on. Ronnie, it's always great to chat. This bill has been uh, criticised by Quality Tasmania. What's wrong with it? Well, in a word, everything. Um, the bill is by far the worst legislation we've seen on conversion practices in Australia so far. Um, it, far from limiting or ending conversion practices, uh, they will pro- the bill will probably make them worse probably uh, encourage them. It almost feels as if the bill's been drafted by the Australian Christian Lobby, um, and which is very disappointing because uh, we've been waiting now for 18 months for the government to come out with this bill since a commitment from our State Premier, Jeremy Rockliffe, to ban conversion practices in June last year. That was in the wake of a report from the Tasmanian Law Reform Institute that recommended a ban on conversion practices and was very detailed in how to enact such a ban. Unfortunately, this bill, despite the Premier's commitment to putting in place the Law Reform Institute's uh, recommendations, unfortunately, this bill only puts in place, I think, about three of the 13 recommendations. Um, And like I said, uh, will actually, we believe, make the situation worse rather than better. Um, In detail, what the problems are, uh, just to try and summarise them, um, first, there are lots of exemptions. There's a religious exemption that's so big that it would allow conversion practices to continue in faith-based settings. There's an exemption for health workers and for parents that, again, would allow uh, con- conversion practices to continue. Um, there, uh, there's no uh, investigative body, um, as there are in the other states, Uh, There's no scope for education programs, as there are in the other states that have already enacted this legislation. Um, So uh, that means that there'd be nothing to... No one to actually look into where the conversion practices are are occurring and no one to actually educate communities about the dangers of these. Um, There's no civil penalties. There are only criminal penalties. And, of course, the burden for proof with criminal, uh, criminal law is much higher we found in the other states that have these laws that criminal penalties don't get used much. Uh, it's much more the civil penalties. So, so the enforcement of this law would be much more difficult uh, than in the other states. Um, the definition of conversion practices is more limited than in the other states. So um, it really is limited to the kinds of conversion practices that don't really occur anymore, uh, like the kind, you know, aversion therapy, the electric shock treatment, um, and, 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 and things like that which um, uh, are not how conversion practices, not the form that conversion practices take anymore. There is a nod to contemporary conversion practices, but even there the, 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 the definition is really narrow. So, um, yeah, too many holes, too many opt-outs, um, and uh, inf- too, much pro- too many problems with enforceability. Uh, 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 this bill, like I said before, it looks like it's been drafted not by um, 
the law reform to to match the law reform institute's recommendations or to meet the needs of survivors, but to actually please the Australian Christian lobby. Well, it sounds like a Clayton's bill, and I mean the lobby is incredibly powerful. Also, the Alliance Defending Freedom in the US, which tends to kind of you know draft some of these um you know bills around the world, um you know perhaps has had some influence as well. Like it does sound like a Clayton's bill. It sounds like a bill that a lobby that was opposed to the legislation would kind of recommend to a government to kind of, you know, look to be doing something but to ultimately not? Well, that was our first assessment, that this is a, a bill that... the kind of bill to ban conversion practices that you draft if you didn't really want to ban conversion practices. Um, but I think after a couple of days of looking at it and looking at its implications, then the situation's actually actually worse than that. We're talking about a bill that would encourage conversion practices. I say that because uh, we already have three states and territories that ban them, uh, and New South Wales is going down this path in 2024, as will Western Australia and South Australia. And assuming they put in place stronger protections than than what the Tasmanian government proposes, and really anything would be better, um, then that would mean that conversion practitioners uh, in the mainland states uh, would come to Tasmania knowing that they would still be able to practice with all of these loopholes and with uh, this weak enforceability, um, that they'd still be able to do what, they, you know, what they've traditionally been doing interstate, they'd be able to do it in Tasmania. This bill far is not only ineffective, it's a green light to continuing conversion practices and you know, perhaps even increasing them in Tasmania. It's a green light to Tasmania becoming a haven for these kinds of practices. That's how bad it is. Um, I don't know if uh, there's been a United States organisation involved in drafting, but certainly you can see the, foot, the, the fingerprints of the Australian Christian lobby. Uh, in these exemptions for, like I said, for religion and for parents and for health practitioners, um, in reference to these old conversion pr- pr- practices that occurred in the past that no longer occur, um, and in another issue that I... that because there's so many I forgot a second ago, another problem, which is something that you can definitely see the ACL's fingerprints on, uh, an exemption in regards to consent. So in this bill, it would be, it, it won't be a conversion practice, you know, it won't be uh, actionable if you consent to it. So it's, it'll be possible for adults at least to say, oh yeah, I'm I want to do this, and then there'll be no action that can be taken under this law. And we know that it's not possible to consent to conversion practices because uh, we're talking about treatments, that, treatments in inverted commas, that don't work, to conditions in inverted commas that don't exist. Um, and we're talking about immense power disparities between the actual conversion practitioner and the person who is, who is vulnerable to those practices. Um, so, so having that that consent clause in there again means that this legislation is completely ineffective, and it's that kind of consent clause that the ACL has been pushing for. It sounds so insidious. What really makes one suspicious is the is the huge gulf between what your law reform commission in Tasmania was recommending and what the government's come up with. How is the government justifying what it's come up with? I mean, surely it can't kind of just, you know, shoo away the suspicion that, you know, anti-queer groups have been involved in drafting their legislation or have certainly, you know, really forced 
force their ear upon the government, you know. Um, yeah, what's the government doing to kind of, you know, justify this legislation it's proposing? Well, its justification that far is that it's the fact that it's been criticised by, you know, people around the table shows that it's getting the balance right. <laughs> That's the justification, getting the balance right. Um, it absolutely has not got the balance right. Um, it's definitely a conversion bill that the ACL prefers, and that's clear in the ACL's comments. It, it's tried to be a little bit critical, saying the government hasn't gone far enough, but it really betrays itself when it says things like, this will help protect uh, religious freedom, and this will prote help protect parents' rights, that kind of thing. Um, Which is clear. so what we're hearing in the US. I mean, the fingerprints yep. Yep. of the exactly. Alliance Defending Freedom, you know, um, seems to be yep. all over this. And the anti-trans anti groups are, are, the, uh, are also out there in Tasmania saying, oh, yes, this is, it's good that the government has been listening um, uh, because, of the course, their stated objection is that, um, is that uh, conversion legislation will, will stop medical practitioners from discussing with young trans-identifying people the, 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 what they call the dangers of, of transition. Um, and the legislation, as recommended by the Law Reform Institute, wouldn't have done that. It wouldn't have stopped practitioners talking about the pros and cons of particular treatments, like hormone treatment, etc. But this bill goes much further in terms of giving um, health practitioners scope to actually perform, you know, conversion practices on young trans people. So, um, yeah, so when you've got the ACL, the Christian lobby, and also anti-trans groups out there saying, oh, it's not so bad then you know it's a problem. So it sounds like the government's been put under intense pressure and what these anti-queer groups were proposing sound incredibly extreme. Like, imagine what the government would have come up with if they'd given them everything they, they wanted. But it sounds to me, Robbie, like the government's really playing politics rather than thinking about the issues for young LGBTIQ people who would be subjected to these practices. Like, where is their kind of, you know, consideration of young people's welfare? James, I, I think the problem here is a shift in the Tasmanian Parliamentary Liberal Party. Um, when the Premier made his commitment uh, 18 or 19 months ago, um, the moderates had a majority in Cabinet. Um, uh, and and you, could, you could say that the Tasmanian Liberal Party was, uh, you know, arguably uh, the most moderate, most centrist of all the Liberal um, the parties around the states. That's changed since then. What we've seen is some resignations and some reshuffles. Um, and even though our Premier is still, I believe, a strong ally of the LGBTIQA plus community, it doesn't seem like he's got the numbers anymore. And um, the social conservatives uh, have taken over, you know, have taken much more, have much more influence than they had. Um, and, and it seems a majority in Cabinet. And that this is a phenomenon is we're seeing, Rodney, around the country and around the world with um, centre-right conservative parties, uh, particularly those who are in some form of government, whether it's a national government or holding a chamber of Congress, you know. Um, the yep. moderates are being forced out and these far-right conservatives uh, who are pushing these anti-queer agendas have the numbers. Yes, yes, that does seem to be uh, a global problem. Um, and and obviously a, a, a problem here. Remember, the Tasmanian...
Tasmanian government, um, the current government, does not have, you know, a, 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 it, it's been doing some really important pro-LGBTIQA plus reforms. Um, it surveyed our community. It's coming up with an action plan for how to improve the lives of LGBTIQA plus people. Um, it uh, recently funded Equality Tasmania and working it out, the support organisation in Tasmania, to do more policy advice to the government. Um, it recently added asexual people to uh, recognise them by adding them officially to the T Tasmanian government acronym LGBTI a LGBTIQA. Um, so it's done some good things, but what we're seeing, like I said, is this shift uh, towards social conservatives who find this legislation somehow threatening, um, even though it's very clear that uh, preventing ending conversion practices is necessary to protect the mental well-being of those who are vulnerable to those practices. The, the, the research, both local in Tasmania and national and global, makes that very clear. Um, and, uh, yeah, clearly that's being ignored because this legislation would allow those practices to continue. And that is a terrible shame. I really hoped that uh, the Liberal Party here in Tasmania could continue to show that uh, a centre-right party can have a good record on queer rights, um, but that's not the case at the moment. Would it be less damaging if the bill in its current form was just shelved? Uh, given that the bill in its current form, I think, will be worse than useless, then yeah, it should be scrapped. And they should start again. There is a consultation period now uh, until February um, and uh, uh, a whole range of organisations in Tasmania are already gearing up to make their views known on this. They'll be pointing out the problems and I think there'll be a unified call to scrap this bill um, and start again. Whether the government listens to that, it's hard to know. Uh, if it tries to get this bill through Parliament, I think there'd be some pretty strong resistance because, of course, um, it the government only has a, the slimmest majority in the lower house of our parliament and it doesn't have a majority in the upper house. Yeah, it would be so interesting it, to know where the government's prepared to budge on this bill. You know, what would it be prepared to change? And considering its talk about balance, that must be part of the plan, surely, to go in hard line and then possibly give the LGBTIQ lobby some concessions. Yeah, potentially. It, it may That may be the strategy so that it looks less hardline by uh, making some concessions. But this bill needs so much work. <laughs> um, from the definitions through to the, uh, to the exemptions, through to the compliance and enforcement, that, um, you know, it, it really doesn't feel like uh, the tinkering around the edges would work. Um, there's just too much wrong. And like I said, over the next couple of months, we'll be making that case very strongly. And I guess, you know, because the religious discrimination bill failed, even though the Albanese government's made a commitment to, to bring in their own um, legislation, the Christian lobby's able to focus on, on state governments, you know, such as the Tasmanian Liberal government, where, where they perhaps feel like they've got inroads into, into, into influencing the legislation quite strongly, as it appears they've done. Um, yes, yes, you're right. Uh, of course, the religious discrimination bill is a good it's a good parallel because I remember Scott Morrison justifying that bill by saying, "Oh, it strikes the right balance, you know, between religious freedom and and gay rights." It didn't at all. <laughs> it 
completely scrapped queer rights in uh, in and let religious freedom you know go run wild. But in terms of the states, um, yes, uh, the danger here is not only uh, that conversion practices won't be ended in Tasmania. The danger is that it sets a precedent, a bad precedent for the other states. There are still, like I said earlier, three states, New South Wales, South Australia, WA, and also the Northern Territory, that don't have a conversion ban. So the danger is that, that the ACL will run around the country and say, oh, this is what you should do. Look what they've done in Tasmania. That's another reason that we'll be kicking up as much fuss as we can, because we don't want anyone to be under any doubt about whether this is an efficacious path to take. It absolutely isn't. It won't work. Um, and we'll be making that case, not just locally, but uh, to lawmakers, particularly in those jurisdictions I just mentioned, particularly in New South Wales, where I think um, the, if the Minns government introduces a conversion bill that's halfway good, that's probably where the opposition will be strongest. Look, I think you're right, Rodney. I think the Christian lobby's probably focused on the other states as well, and they're probably very much thinking about, you know, New South Wales, which is a state that historically uh, the Christian lobby's had a lot of influence over uh, when it comes to LGBTIQ reforms, you know, and I think you're absolutely yep. right. They're using Tasmania as a model for the rest of the country that doesn't have the legislation, the other remaining states. That must be very much in their minds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not sure they care all that much about half a people, on, half a million people on an island in the Southern Ocean. Maybe, but their, their eyes are on Sydney, <laughs> and uh, they'll be taking this model to Sydney. And and I wouldn't be surprised if, like, like I said, let's say the New South Wales government comes up with a half decent bill. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the New South Wales opposition opposition come forward with something like this. And say, you know, this is where, well, this is the path we think we should go down. Um, and then, uh, you know, trying to fight it out in the New South Wales Upper House, where there, there are those, you know, all that group of independents, including, um, including Mark Latham and others, uh, who, uh, you know, whose hearts and minds they'll be trying to win over. So, um, yes, it, the ACL definitely has its eyes on those other jurisdictions. Um, and, we know we have a responsibility here to stop this law going any further. Uh, so don't worry about that. We'll be doing everything we can um, in terms, in, including uh, a social media campaign that we've been planning for a while now uh, that will roll out over Christmas and New Year that alerts, uh, we hope, at least half of the population in Tasmania, uh, hopefully more, to the dangers of this bill and why we shouldn't support it. So uh, I won't just be sounding off on 3CR. Um, we'll be making this case across Tasmania as loudly as we can. Rodney, it's truly frightening because, of course, if um, the lobbies or proposed strategy from the Australian Christian lobby is successful, that has federal implications because then they can turn around and say, look, this is the mood around the country for, um, you know, bills with religious focus. Therefore, you really need to tighten up what you're proposing for your religious discrimination uh, legislation. And we could have, like, Scott Morrison's Bill Mark II, where where at least the government's under enormous pressure to enact something like that federally? Potentially, yes. Um, it's, the implications uh, go even further, James, to not just to a religious discrimination bill, but to um, the current debate about removing exemptions from the, the Federal Sex Discrimination Act. Now, as your listeners might remember, 
that Act has exemptions for faith-based schools and services to allow them to discriminate against LGBTIQA plus people. Um, and the Australian Law Reform Institute is finalising a report on that, which uh, Mark Dreyfus, the Attorney General, will hopefully take to Parliament in the new year. Uh, and the hope is that the uh, that the Albanese government will remove those exemptions. Those exemptions don't exist in Tasmania. They haven't for a quarter of a century. They've been removed in Victoria as well and the ACT and partly in Queensland. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a good precedence there for removing them. But I could imagine that the ACL could use something like this to put immense pressure on the federal government to say, well, you know, um, only only remove the exemption in terms of children, not teachers, students, not teachers, or only schools and not um, uh, other services, or or uh, uh, have tests, you know, remove the exemption but include tests that about ethos, you know, supporting ethos or whatever, that, that means that there will be effective discrimination, even if it looks like you've removed it. So... Um, yeah, any manner of compromises I could see being pushed on the Albanese government in regards to uh, faith-based schools and services. Um, yeah, and that's a, that's a real that's a real danger. And we're like I said, we're aware that the ACL could see Tasmania as a weak link. We're not going to allow ourselves to be a weak link. We're going to push back against this to make it absolutely clear that this kind of stuff is not acceptable. Rodney Croom, keep us keep us posted, keep us alerted. Um, it's great you're running a campaign on this. It's so important. There's ramifications for states, other states, but also around the country. Thank you so much for talking to us today on 3CR. Thanks for having me on, James. 3CR.